The ugly truth, hard to listen to, but impossible to ignore. Ugly truth. So ugly. Tranquil trickery. Ah, yes. Another great article that you did. And unfortunately, this is a topic that so many people have just softened up and decided that it was okay. Um, I, I kind of got surprised back uh, about a year ago when I did some research on Pokemon. Here we are doing the ugly truth of all these terrible things. We do the ugly truth of, you know, child trafficking. We do the ugly truth of abuse and murder and missing people and we do all those ugly truths and then one week about a year ago we did the ugly truth of pokemon and it was almost laughable to think that that is something that's that bad until you look into it yeah until you know the source and pokemon was one of those things that kind of ruffled me up a little bit just like harry potter did years ago when our kids were very young I just didn't feel right knowing that Deuteronomy tells us that God doesn't want us to have anything to do with black magic or sorcery or any of those things. Anything of the underworld. He doesn't want us to have anything to do with it. He doesn't say it's okay to read fiction books and pretend once in a while and play like it. It's okay. No, he doesn't say that. He says have nothing to do with it. So... As a Bible believer, I kind of kept that in the back of my mind for years, and, and I kind of believe that you shouldn't have anything to do with these things. So when Harry Potter came along, I'm one of those dads, and blah, 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 blah I don't like that, you know. And same thing with <laughs> Halloween, and same thing with Pokemon. And now I'm around all these great, wonderful, loving people that practice this art of relaxation, and you're throwing this at me and telling me that it's now it's got an evil background. What are we talking about here? Tranquil trickery. Mm-hmm. There's been this debate flowing through my friend groups that got me asking some questions. No matter if we're talking about food and drink, movies, games, activities, some say that it's not Christian to participate. Some of the topics debated were alcohol, cannabis, Harry Potter, Pokemon, crystals, and yoga. Yoga? But what about yoga? I had to dig. I was confused. I didn't understand why. So I don't consider myself a new Christian, but I still have room to grow. Mm -hmm. Here are some of the questions that have been running through my mind. What is it about yoga that causes Christians to run the other direction? Isn't it just peaceful exercise? Is it the dim lights, maybe? I mean, because they turn out the lights, right? Right. But, but then you wrote here that it's okay for the lights to be down in a concert, in a church setting, or during worship, or at a romantic dinner. So it can't be that. No. Is it the bare feet? Nah, that's just silly. Unless you find bare feet arousing. I find nothing wrong with it except maybe the scent. <laughs> yeah, what about the deep breathing? Is that an issue? Well, I would hope not. I have to take deep breaths every time I sing during physical exercise and to help me control my temper. <laughs> Women in childbirth are told to breathe through the pain. God gave us our very breath and we should use it as intended. Yes. What is the purpose of deep breathing in yoga then? It's about relaxation, right? Well, that's what I always thought. Could it be the music playing during yoga sessions? <laughs> well, maybe so, depending on the lyrics. But I believe most of the time the music is instrumental. It's not like music is inherently satanic. The only difference between secular and Christian music is the lyrics. 
So that shouldn't be the problem. Is it about the body positions? I heard a friend talking about that. that what about that? It doesn't make sense, right? Since most of the same poses are used in athletic warm-ups, physical therapy sessions, there are benefits to yoga that help many people. Stretching and strength conditioning help to improve flexibility, improve circulation, relieve stress, and help injuries to heal. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's the meditation. I know that we are called to meditate on God's word, but what exactly are you to meditate during your yoga class? This might be the crux of the matter. Mm-hmm. Christian meditation is not an altered state of consciousness. In Hebrew, hagha is to meditate, to murmur, to mutter, to sigh. When done in the heart, this is considered musing or meditation. Meditation carries with it the unappealing but descriptive picture of a cow chewing the cud. The idea being that we chew the word, swallow it, and then bring it back up to chew on it some more throughout our day as new truths and revelations are revealed. So that was what Christian meditation is. Totally different than the meditation found in yoga. Empty your mind. So let's start at the beginning. The main problem with yoga for Christians is then the origins. Yes. Dr. James Mallison, SOAS, University of London, told Live Science, the first text to teach physical yoga practices, known as Hatha Yoga, was written by Buddhists in the 11th century. And certainly, through these practices, they were aiming for some kind of salvation or liberation. Isn't it about the Hindu god? Did you know that yoga is dedicated to the Lord Shiva, the destroyer? (laughs) Yeah, he's the Hindu god known as the god of death. This is why some call yoga the discipline of death. When one believes in reincarnation, as Hindus do... The sooner one dies, the sooner one goes into their next life. So if they're not happy with this one, they can just start over. Hit the reset button. Yeah, there is no no Uh, easy button. No. In real life, you don't get another quarter. Yoga is motivated by a spirit that inspires self-deification with a promise of reincarnation. That sounds familiar. (laughs) And the serpent said unto the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. (laughs) Genesis 3, 4, 5. So what's the meaning of yoga? The Sanskrit word, yuj, which yoga is derived from, means to join, to yoke, or to unite. But what are they uniting? Why would Christ followers practice anything yoked to Shiva, the destroyer, the lord of yoga? Would this lead people away from Christ? Would you agree that the root of something can affect its fruit? Yeah, that's a really good point there, okay? So there shouldn't be anything, uh, what, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. That's it, period. Yep. End of the statement. So in Ephesians six twelve, we remember that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to talk a little bit about those poses. Are you in your yoga class, are you practicing poses or postures? Hmm. Did you know that yoga poses are actually offerings to the 330 million Hindu gods? That's a lot of gods. How can Whew. you keep track of them? That sounds exhausting, doesn't it? Yeah. Whew. 
Many Westerners who practice yoga today are unaware that the physical positions assumed in yoga symbolize a spiritual act, worshipping one of those many Hindu gods. To a Hindu, yoga is the outward physical expression of a deep spiritual belief. You cannot separate one from the other. That's according to George Alexander, Ph.D., World Religions at Biola University. Yoga has a spiritual nature that is psychic and metaphysical. This is one reason why experts, such as Professor Subhas Tiwari of the Hindu University of America, says yoga is Hinduism. There you go. Efforts to separate yoga from its spiritual center reveal ignorance of the goal of yoga. Straight up is what he's telling you. Mm -hmm. Many of these poses include a mudra, which means seal or gesture or mark. Yoga mudras are symbolic gestures often practiced with the hands and fingers. The yoga mudra, hand gesture or gateway for namaste, I bow to the divine in you, is a Hindu gesture that predates Christianity. In contrast, the Bible speaks of praying with uplifted hands or hands spread up towards heaven. In 1 Kings 8, 22 and 54 and 1 Chronicles 6, 13. Let my prayer be set before you as incense, the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Psalm 145.1 Be aware of the deceptive, seductive nature of yoga and its self-fulfillment or enlightenment practices it can lead its practitioners to. Are yogis Hindu missionaries? Many Christians have been drawn into New Age spirituality and metaphysics through the doors of yoga and Tai Chi. Both are mystical, philosophical, and religious systems clearly disguised as just exercise. Ah, very clever. For hundreds of years, we were on the receiving end of Christian missionaries as part of colonialism. For Yogananda to come as a Hindu missionary to the U.S. to bring the ancient wisdom of India in all of its purity and magnificence, this was a way of saying, we also have something to offer. Varun Soni, Dean of Religious Life at USC. So, does that mean there's Christian yoga now? So-called Christian yoga was founded by a Hindu leader. Ah, well then. Mozumdar. Christian yoga is yoga, he said. We cannot combine religion, Hinduism, with a relationship, knowing Jesus as Lord. Oh, you can't. Oil and water. Mm -hmm. So why did famous yogi Paramasa Yogananda come to the United States in the 20s wearing a cross, saying that yoga was completely compatible with the Christian faith? He said the yoga was the binding force to connect all religions. Ah, all religions. Mm, and we know that dangerous path. He had a book. Notice the title of his book. The Second Coming of Christ. The Resurrection of the Christ Within You. If we see the resurrection of Christ within us, there is no need to acknowledge the actual crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. No need for his blood sacrifice. No need to acknowledge one's desperate need for salvation. Mm -hmm. How many gullible people were drawn away from Christ as a result and in Yogananda's Self-Realization Fellowship? Just read the aims and ideals of SRF, or Self-Realization Fellowship. There are aims or their goals are to disseminate among the nations a knowledge of definitive scientific techniques for attaining a direct personal experience with God. Scientific techniques. To teach that the purpose of life is the evolution through self-effort of man's limited mortal consciousness into 
God consciousness. Oh, boy. And to reveal the complete harmony and basic oneness of original Christianity as taught by Jesus Christ and original yoga as taught by Bhagavan Krishna. That, that is not, not Christianity. Christianity. <laughs> Again, you cannot combine a religion with a relationship. Yoga is dedicated to Lord Shiva, Hindu. And self. And self. Have you noticed how many times self is referenced in yoga? Self-effort, self-realization, self-fulfillment, self-awareness, self-deification. That means making yourself a god. Mm-hmm. Sounds awfully selfish to me. As Christians, we are called to die to self. Dying to self is never portrayed in scripture as something optional in the Christian life. It is the reality of the new birth. No one can come to Christ unless he is willing to see his old life crucified with Christ and begin to live anew in obedience to him. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Romans 6.6 6. When I originally began writing this article, I intended to focus on the intent of the <clears throat> participant. Our bodies are not inherently evil, neither is breathing, music, yo or yoga mats. But after the deep dive that I took, I can see the reason so many are purposefully avoiding yoga. It's not about our intent, but the intent of the practice. We need to remember that we can unknowingly sin, and we are called to repentance when we are convicted by the Holy Spirit. Each and every Christian is on a different path, and will be confronted with their sins at different stages in their lives. As fellow believers, we should absolutely stand on our convictions. But let's be understanding to others who just aren't there yet. And that's the whole key to this us and them problem that the people kind of use against Christians. They Like mm -hmm. those Christians, they think they know blah, 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 or they think they're better, blah, blah, blah. It's because they believe that there's a separation and a judgment and an us and them, and it isn't. We need to all remember that we're all in a different place. I'm yes. sure the pastor of the Dallas Baptist Church or the New York University is probably a little bit more along his Christian walk than I am, I would imagine, you would hope. Well, in, and maybe in one area and maybe not in another. And then there's other people who have less understanding than I do. But we're all, all in this together. We're all at a different place and we're right. all learning this. And uh, right. as long as we stick to the word, we can't go wrong. Exactly. Exactly. And we shouldn't be judgmental to other believers who are on just a different path. Right. And for those who do are do yoga and for those who like Pokemon and Harry Potter, we're not judging them. And we're not here to point them out or tell them they're going to hell. It just means that we're here to try to help others understand the darkness that's around us. That's mm -hmm. disguised as goodness in the name of Disney, for goodness sakes. You know, just to give everybody an awareness of what's going on. You know, we used to listen a lot to folks like Charlie Ward and Scott McKay. And I started feeling really uneasy listening to them. And I couldn't quite understand why I didn't really like it. But I kind of got tired of the, we're all part of Christ's consciousness. And... I didn't quite understand why it bothered me, but it bothered me. Yeah. And and now that I've dug into this, I understand why. 
Yeah, it's too much about self and self-awareness and Christ consciousness in me and in me, 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 I, 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 I. In our Christian walk, we have to remain humble and understanding of other people and try not to be critical and to try to lift others up if we can. Right. Well, and another thing that this movie that we're going to promo at the end of this talks about is the fact that content that we watch is all programming and this programming is being fed to you for a reason. Yes. And we need to be aware of what is being presented to us. The programming. The Mm -hmm. programming. And we need to be more choosy about what we are watching, what we are listening to, what we are reading. Yeah, if anything at all. I mean, it's really hard to find good, wholesome stuff nowadays, especially on that television set. Yeah. Is that going to do it for our ugly truth? That is going to do it. And thank you for listening to The Ugly Truth, because... They can't stop us, cause we're ready to fight, trying to brainwash us, but we won't let freedom die, the whole world's brainwashed. Everybody pick a team, start a riot in the streets, the whole world's brainwashed. It's us against them, it ain't you against me. The Ugly Truth, hard to listen to but impossible to ignore.